When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another early finish for the Love Tennis Podcast, boys. Not. Uh, it is eight minutes past 11. George and I actually have done an early shoot. We're missing Murray's press conference. Well, George assures me he has it in an earpiece, so we may give you the odd. If he retires, I'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we'll pick up the quotes when we get home, I'm sure. Um, I'm actually a little bit hoarse, but not because I've been shouting, just from like, somehow tension has worn my voice thin. Uh, Andy Murray's into the third round of Wimbledon, which just should be a much more routine statement than it actually was. Um, He was up against world number 151, Oscar Otter. He won the first set, it was all going fine. I think he was 3-1 up in the second. And then, well, what we've become used to knowing as Murray happened. Uh, he lost the second and then the third set, and it was closely uh, contested in the fourth when an extremely timely darkness call came. I'm not suggesting that it was uh, anything untoward, but George, it was it was exactly what Murray needed, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think. There's a few things to kind of say. I think if Calvin were here, one of the things he'd really want us to say is that uh, this was a good sign of just how high the quality is actually outside of the top 100. Uh, would he? Guys, would I think he? he would say that. I think he'd like to say, you know, uh, guys like Otter are, are capable of playing up to this level, and it's all about you know winning the big moments, etc. There's the difference. You know, he played well, didn't he, on the whole? Yeah, I mean, there was there were a couple of moments when I was just like, and I'd said it on Twitter as well, when. It was just, you had to briefly remind yourself that this guy has only ever played one second round main draw match ever. He has won one challenge, two challenger titles. He's 151 in the world, although he won't be on Monday. And he's playing against the, well, 10,000 people on centre court who really don't want him to win. And so, yeah, you're right. He did play astonishingly well. I texted you about two and a half sets in and said you know what's going on and you're like this is shocking you weren't very impressed by Murray's level to say the least no I wasn't um, I think the, the other thing I was going to just say about Murray in general is that 
I've just ridden into a bush. Not ridden, pushed my bike into a bush. What's the other thing you were going to say? <laughs> um, you know, before this tournament, he, he, he went to Queen's and he said about, his, after his match against Berrettini, that he'd like to go to Wimbledon and get some matches to kind of get that rust out of his system, but he didn't feel physically up to it. And he just like to go to Eastbourne, do you mean? Yeah, what did I say? You said Wimbledon. You can tell I'm tired. He's here. Um, <laughs> he is here. And he's not just going about. away. Um, you know, it, it, it just felt to me like there was a real feeling of rust in that third and fourth set and things were going wrong and the shots he shouldn't have missing. And he said the same, you know, on court after the match that it, a lot of it just feels a lot of a lack of match practice now. I kind of said to you earlier, didn't I, when I was on court, that you know, as soon as that roof break came, I was like, Murray's going to win this. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, could you just were, tell you it was were gonna... delighted about it. Well, I, I obviously <laughs> delighted for him. I think this is what you get kind of fatigued covering this for. It's like you just kind of know what's coming. And, yeah. And the only and, 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 and you know this is this is my problem, not anyone else's. This would have been a great night for everyone else, I'm sure. But my problem is, I'm just like, for fuck's sake, oh, excuse me, why didn't he just win this in in three sets? You yeah, know, he could have done it. There's, there's no reason why he couldn't have done it. Um, and that's uh, not to take anything away from Motta, but that, that that's just my own. Yeah. Professional frustration at like we're leaving at eleven when we could have left at half eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the pubs are shut. That's <laughs> the main issue. Um, I do agree with you, and I said before before Mar even knew his next opponent. I said whether he gets Otto or Hrindeknecht, he'll like it because they're both big servers who yeah go okay on grass, but it's pretty much a server, not a lot else. And you know Otto came to the net eighty odd times in the match, probably more. Um, and you know, one most of them to be fair, and he he pulled out some astonishing volleys. And there was actually a moment, you know, most of the time came to the net and won. Maybe maybe seventy percent, I'll tell you off the top of my head. But there was one moment in the fifth set when came to the, the, the net, made a forehand volley, and Murray had to chase it down the forehand side. And for the rest of the match he'd just been dumping that in the net. And he went cross court across the front of him and made it. And I was like, that's He's not done that in five years. And that was a, not a turning point, but it was just like, he's doing something that he doesn't, he used to know how to do. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the point I'm trying to make here in terms of like the rust. You know, I think if Murray had played a few more matches, I actually think he picked Otter off a lot better. There were a lot of chances he had when Otter's coming in. And also probably wouldn't have been coming in 80 times if he wasn't getting so much joy there. And I, I think a fitter, more match sharp, not even necessarily physical fitness, was just sharp. Andy Murray would have been making those shots a lot earlier. Like there was one of them where he was trying to go for this really low percentage up the line forehand when really he could have just whipped it low cross court and at worst Otto would have got a volley to it but it would have been slow, yeah. high up and he'd have finished at the next point. You know, it, it was just the wrong decision in the wrong moment. And yeah. He, that, from, that's what I gathered was his frustration as well. But you Especially know, from a guy who has... through, isn't he? That's the good news. Yeah, I mean, he's got Denis Shapovalov in the third round who had a walkover today because Pavel yeah. Andahar's got rubbish. <laughs> I mean, you cannot think of a worse thing. I mean, I, fully, I said it to um, Riyath Al Samurai, who's sitting behind me from the Daily Mail. I said, this is all very well and good, but he's going to get absolutely horsed by Shapovalov on the Friday. I you fully expect... Know. Well, exactly. I no. fully expect Andy to prove... Sometimes it works the other way, and Denis, you know, might have fancied a little three-set to keep himself fresh, keep himself matched up. That, that long gap can hurt, but... I think I'm desperately clutching at the straws, to be fair. To be honest. Yeah. It's going to be tough. But yeah. as, uh, as I know Calvin would say, because uh, we should honour this man. He's not dead. Not here, <laughs> He's in the uh, bubble. <laughs> He's in he, a five-star he hotel. Say, he would say, 
Shapovalov has everything to beat him, but he plays too many bad shots in the wrong moments. And someone like Murray, if he plays to his kind of solid best or anywhere close to it, will make him pay for those wrong decisions. So we, we can hold tight to that, even if I think we're all wishing rather than expecting at this stage. Yes, hope rather than expectation for Andy Murray on Friday. That is Friday. Friday? What do, what? Yeah, yes. it is Friday. Oh, is it Wednesday today? It is still just about Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Uh, tomorrow we've got uh, Ash Barty, Coco Goff and Roger Federer on centre court. The uh, the clash of the one-handers between Federer and Gasquet. I mean, that's a matchup that he owns, right? Like, Gasquet has no right to win that even if Roger only has one leg. Um, so what's your interesting match of the day tomorrow, George? Oh, man. You're always asking me these questions where I haven't even looked at the order of play. I mean, um, Coco Goff's playing Vesnina, which I'm struggling to get excited about. Although... So, interesting moment for Coco Goff uh, because she was out on number two court playing Fran Jones yeah. in the first round and she's now on centre. Yeah. She, it'll be a busy centre because she's on before Roger. She, it'll, she'll be on sort of mid-afternoon, three o'clock. It's, it's quite a high-pressure spot. And she's also, I think she's about fourth favourite for the title at this point. Yep. There's quite a lot of building on her and this is maybe a position she's not been in before. I mean, I suppose the French you'd look at as a position where, you know, she was getting to those quarterfinals and she was the biggest name, well, apart from Fiontek, you know, she was the biggest name to kind of go on um, who the fans would want to win. I think that would be even higher here, to be honest, you know. The way she uh, came through a few years ago has really made her a kind of big star in the UK uh, for Wimbledon terms, so... People really like her here. They, they do her, really yeah. like her. Um, so, I, I think that's great. She'll be on centre. I think she'll do perfectly fine with it she's mentally pretty up for it she's played in most of the big arenas now i imagine anyway um, mm. she's a pretty big draw um we've yeah. also got a real good match on number one carlos alcaraz against daniel medvedev yeah. who nice i i made medvedev a subject in my upset uh, to jan leonard Struf, who did take a set off him but um didn't really trouble him too much i'm not saying carlos alcaraz is no. gonna win i think that was his first ever professional grass court victory in the first round against um, Yatsuki Ichiyama, who's a lucky loser. But Daniel Medvedev, newly found ground. No. Medvedev big, wins that, I think. For nine games. I, I wouldn't like to say for nine games. I mean, I said, I said yesterday, I thought Bolter would struggle to get four off uh, Savalenka, I think. So. We've hardly talked about that. Katie yeah. Bolter taking well, the first. They did really well, didn't they? Norrie yeah. Evans. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All great day for the Brits, really. But I wanted to talk about Bolter a little bit because. Yeah. Arena Savalenka again, she's second favourite for the women's title. Uh, is she really? Yeah. I mean, who else are you going to pick? I'd have Sviantek ahead of her, I'd have Goff ahead of her. I'd have Muguruza miles ahead of everyone at the minute, the way she's playing. You've been impressed by what Garbini Muguruza is doing? Very impressed, I'm not just saying that because I'm desperately clutching onto her saving my fantasy team. But yeah, very impressed, she's going about her business very well from what I've seen. She's someone you never want to bet against at Wimbledon because she hits the ball hard, she comes forward a lot. She's not afraid of it. She's good at the net. And actually, I was on this podcast defending Irina Sabalenka's ability at the net the other day. She was dreadful at the net today. <laughs> she clearly felt that the way to play Bolter was to come forward. And she wasn't wrong uh, because Bolter took her on toe-to-toe. And yeah, for, the, for the best part of 40 minutes, beat her toe-to-toe. Yeah. Powerful, powerful lag. And, uh, and Sabalenka was putting volleys halfway up the net. So, yes, I, I would be concerned about Sabalenka were it not that she's got an absolute worldie of a draw. Uh, I think she plays another qualifier in third round. 
because does she not play Maria Camellia Serrano? Serrano. The Serrano Ham. I'm annoyed she went through, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm really annoyed at Fantasy today, which added to my grumpiness about Murray. She had a huge amount of Belshaw As well as tiredness. Fantasy's yeah. fallen to pieces today with Diatchenko. I'm losing 5-3 up. Losing 5-3 up against Raducanu and then not winning a game in the second set. I, I hate my Hansi team going out without a fight. Conversely, Emma Raducanu is into the second round of Wimbledon, which yeah. we should be celebrating. I'm very, very happy for her. I mean, it was a great day for the Brits. I know we, we've kind of skirted over that a little bit, but well, not great everyone... effort from the Balter. Dan Evans going through comfortably. He, back in the third round of a slam. That's what's Liam been missing. Liam Brody took a set off Diego Schwarzman. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed he didn't win in the end, but it was... Not a huge tough. surprise. Not a great surprise. But Cam Norrie as well, going well, recovered well from that early set down to Fui. Um, yeah, I actually watched a lot of Cam Norrie and he did, you know, he's a tennis player who doesn't have a lot. Like, he's lefty, he hits a big topspin forehand. I don't know about it. He's extremely fit. But um, other than that, yeah, it's hard for him to get too excited. He's obviously on course for a third round meeting with Roger Federer, am I right? He, he absolutely is. And, you know, the way Roger's playing, you never know. Um, we can't quite, touch on Gasquet. I can't, I can't really see Gasquet troubling him. I mean, he never has, like on any level. Hard to see, but you know, Roger's vulnerable, particularly I mean, in the early rounds. And he is tight, and we all saw how tight people can get these days. And it's slippy. And it's people slippy. Are slipping. People are slipping. Even Murray said it. He called it slick. That yeah. was his latest word. Kyrgios' slip. That was big as well. There's so many things to talk about because it's just so condensed. But that that was great as well. Great into that match, and thank God he stayed in as well just to keep. <laughs> Keep some atmosphere. The, basically, the only reason George Belshaw's at a Grand Slam is because Nick Kyrgios is there. I do really like. Him. <laughs> I, I mean, he's very entertaining. You know, I don't. I don't. I would bloody hate to like. You know, share a holiday with him, but he, he's great to share an arena with because he is box office and he's fun to watch and he engages with the crowd and people love it. And you know, you want people to watch tennis matches, so you can't really argue with it. He, he's not going to win anything serious. He's going to win this Wimbledon game. Keep the faith. Uh, fortunately, that piece of audio is corrupted, so we'll never hear George <laughs> saying he's going to win this one. Well, it's almost certainly not the first time you've said it or tweeted it or whatever. Um, I think that's probably us for tonight. We might try and go get some sleep. Yeah, good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply